Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Welcome to another episode of Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. Go to backdashrow, you'll find lots of different things there, essays, you'll find an article by Veronica about free comedies you can watch on YouTube, and Jenna has an article about the queer pioneers of the Weimar Republic, um, and we also have our previous episode of Notes from the Back Row, Franchise Frenzy. Which brings me to what we're doing here today. I'm here as always with... Hey, it's Carlo. Yeah. We are doing another episode of Franchise Frenzy, which is an episode of the podcast where Carlo and I talk about every movie in a series. And our previous episode was on Project Shadow Chaser 1 through 4. And today we're doing four more movies. Yeah. Uh, So, Dan, let me ask you. Yeah. Are are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the summer? (laughs) Are you ready for the good times? I'm I'm not ready for the summer. It's been like (laughs) 30 degrees over here. I am not liking it. Like just taking cold cold showers whenever I can because I cannot stand the heat. Yeah. I don't like it either. Basically. (laughs) I do like watching summery movies though. Yeah. So are you ready for the birds and bees, the apple trees and a whole lot of fooling around? (laughs) Is that in the lyrics? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. Like, I've only seen the first of the movies we're going to cover once, Mm -hmm. just recently. I had never seen it before. So, yeah, we're talking about meatballs. Yes. And in these movies, there are no more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. Okay. No more math and history. (laughs) Summertime has set us free. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. You've seen this movie a bunch. Like you grew up with this movie, didn't you? Yeah. There's no discussion there then. Like you have such a soft spot for it. It's going to be like, I assume it holds up for you regardless. Definitely. This, so Meatballs, 1979. You saw what he did to Saturday night. Now watch Bill Murray demolish summer. Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the Meet the head counselor who knows the facts of life, but forgot them. So this year each camper will stalk and kill his own bear in our private wildlife preserve. Camp rules. Maury would like you all to take a look at these. Be in here if you want to check these out a little bit later. Cut the light. Okay. Yeah, for now. But if you don't win, we cut it off. You'll be cheering for Bill Murray this summer in Meatballs. Directed by Ivan Reitman. When this lot go back to nature, nature runs for its life is the tagline. <laughs> and the synopsis is... Tripper is the rebellious head counselor at a budget summer camp called Camp North Star. Tripper befriends Rudy, a loner camper who has trouble fitting in. As Tripper inspires his young charges to defeat rival Camp Mohawk in the annual competition, Rudy plays matchmaker between Tripper and Roxanne, a female counselor at North Star. So this was a huge Canadian movie. It was like the highest grossing Canadian film in the United States and Canada at the time. Probably because... Bill Murray? Bill Murray, yeah, coming mm, off coming yeah. off of SNL. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And as you mentioned, for me, th- this this movie and there's a few other comedies that yeah. are really um closely tied to my dad. Okay. And so I remember watching Meatballs with my dad when I was really young, you mm-hmm. know, over and over. And like it was like a, a fun thing. And I remember all the stuff I remember all the like specific things in the movie that he would laugh at and that he would quote and <laughs> Yeah. It is one of those movies where I can't really 
decouple it. Separate. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, but that said, yeah, <laughs> I think outside of a couple things in this movie, I, I I do think it's really charming and really really sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for me, coming in fresh, never having seen Meatballs, somehow, even though I would watch every comedy that I could find going to the video store as a kid, I'd never seen Meatballs. Uh, I'm not sure why that is. I, I was probably too focused on going back and renting Police Academy 1 through 6 all the time. I, I didn't have time for anything else. Um, but yeah, no, I agree about Meatballs. It's a lot more charming than people give credit for. There's obviously some dated stuff in this movie, but I mean, it's a 1979 movie? 79, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, that's not an excuse no. for some problematic stuff, but I don't know if you compare it to what came after and yeah. similar movies, this movie is like almost wholesome, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, you 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 get this idea from the the meatballs movies that followed, and the fact that like there's oddballs and screwballs and fireballs, and it, it yeah yeah <laughs> all the balls yeah yeah it inspired all these you know really raunchy movies, um and it and it in in the in the time it also kind of fit alongside other raunchy movies like Animal House yeah and like Porky's and stuff I I, I always pair those two in my mind I. I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen like Porky's one at least coming soon. Franchise France. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh no. <laughs> Not too soon after this. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so then you go and you watch meatballs and yeah, like you said, there's the requisite awful dropping of a homophobic slur as expected in every movie pre 1986 or whatever. Yeah. That's, um, that stuff is no good. Absolutely. No. But and then yeah. there's a scene where, you know, throughout the movie, Bill Murray is kind of in this will they, won't they with a, yeah. another woman that is a, a counselor. And yeah. it, there's definitely one or two scenes where it's kind of like, yo, take a hint, like don't force yourself yeah, on her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of in this sort of gray area where it's hard to take him seriously because he's Bill Murray and he's like, I mean, everyone likes Bill Murray. <laughs> Maybe it's that that's like sort of giving it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like, like softens it. Yeah, but exactly. But then you can step back and be like, if if I saw this happening at a party, I'd be like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you did, you know, exactly. Like if you did, didn't know the guy or, or something, but it's Bill Murray and you're like, oh, he's just goofing. It's just being stupid. And yeah. it, it, like he never pushes it to a point where it's like, oh, shit, what the fuck is going on uh, yeah. over here? Bro? But I could totally see somebody watching this movie and being like, he's, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. he's a monster the whole movie or whatever. But like, yeah, there, it, yeah, there's definitely people who have that reaction. Like I checked like the letterbox review. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because, I mean, you can't say a whole lot new about meatballs. Like most people know meatballs, have seen meatballs. But then I like to go in uh, on the letterbox page of a popular movie and like see what the lowest rated reviews say. And it's all what you would expect. Like this movie has aged very poorly, etc. This launched the Me Too movement, etc. Um, yeah, just, just no denying that stuff. I, I yeah. also think it, you know, again, like you said, Bill Murray is like a charming kind of guy. And, and I also think the, the, the center of the movie being his relationship with the little with Rudy. boy, yeah. with Rudy, mm. played by uh, Christopher Makepeace. And that is so, you know, sweet and it is, wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they play cards together for for peanuts. And that was like, I don't know why when I was a kid, but I just I loved this idea of like yeah. <laughs> betting with peanuts and he takes them home in the sombrero. And like, you know, he, especially we'll get into some relationship stuff later in the mm -hmm. other movies where it's like yeah. Meatballs 3. There's a there's a teacher, you know, sort of relationship that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this yeah. is just like. Hey, you don't have any friends. Like, I'm a good guy. Like, it's so mm. sweet. <laughs> it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like Bill Murray in general, just his performance in this movie, it's like, it, it all just makes sense. Like, this was his first leading role. And I, I don't know, like, back in 1979, if you've first seen this movie, like, you could just picture him getting like majorly big i mean he was in snl already and everything but still yeah you can see why people love bill murray just based on his performance and this it's 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 so committed so funny so 
So, so Bill Murray. There's a scene in the movie that I is one of the ones that I always remember my dad. There's a scene where where Rudy is going to run away and he goes to the little like uh, diner and Bill Murray shows up and he does this like thing that's got to be improv where he like takes his Swiss Army knife and he's like, who did it to you? <laughs> I'll take them. I'll take the screwdriver and I'll shove it in their neck and I'll twist that bow. I'll twist it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that's one hundred percent improv, and that's... it's just so like funny. And my dad would always say that, like, "I'll twist that mofo in his throat." <laughs> <laughs> just really uh, funny. Yeah, that's so, that's so cute. Yeah, I mean, uh, th that's that's what I'm saying. Like the wholesome aspect of it, and just Bill Murray being the goof, just makes you wish those dated bits weren't in it. I know. But, yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Because they really pull you out. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But yeah, I mean, it's an old movie. What can you do? Exactly. <laughs> like going in and editing the movie is, isn't okay, but it's, it is it is important to acknowledge that stuff for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like there's enough here that is positive that sits it alongside it, whereas we'll get into some sequels where it's like, oh, this is just all it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, keep that in mind <laughs> going ahead. <laughs> and for like a really quick um, recap, I think we talked about this on one of our previous episodes, but... Ivan Reitman, so, you know, he used to work for the television station City TV in Toronto really early in his career. He eventually started his own company, New Cinema of Canada, that led to him doing Cannibal Girls, which was on our first episode. Um, and eventually he ended up producing stuff like Cronenberg movies, Shivers and Rabbit and Death Weekend. And then, so this is what I found interesting. So the the what happened between him doing Cronenberg producing Cronenberg movies and this was he was doing like a off-Broadway National Lampoon show like on stage and then he was able to like help produce Animal House and then he found out when Animal House was such a huge hit and his name was on it he was like oh cool but I was reading an interview with Harold Ramis who said I guess Ivan Reitman found out that like studios were going and talking to everybody that was involved in Animal House, but they didn't care about who produced it. So he was like, oh, I'm going to go direct a movie so that they can say, oh, this guy that was involved with Animal House directed a movie. Well, let's give him money for another movie. And so it was kind of like a if I make meatballs. I'll have a directorial credit, you know, that's in the realm of comedy and these people will start looking at me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he almost didn't even direct it. Like they, they had John Landis pack to direct it, but he was doing uh, Blues Brothers at the yeah. time. So Thank he God. Could. Yeah. It's, it's for real. I, I because... don't want meatballs by John Landis. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's it's interesting though, like the influence that Animal House had on yeah. movies and comedies in general at that time. I mean, I've seen Animal House. I'm like, I don't know. I I don't remember it leaving much of an impression, but I guess it did at the time. Yeah, definitely. How, how do you feel about Animal House? Um, I liked it when I was younger. I feel like if I was to go back to it, I would probably see the holes more. And I and mm. it's one of those things where you know the movies that came out in the wake of animal house a lot of them aren't very good you know it led to stuff no, like no, king no. frat and or king bleeping frat <laughs> well i haven't seen king frat yet but it's about farts so you know <laughs> how bad can it be <laughs> i mean it led to also I, I guess it also played a part in something like up up the creek so <laughs> yeah up the creek which yeah, a is one. a uh it's it's in Spain, it's considered part of the Meatballs franchise. So I looked it up on IMDb because I knew there was some like fake link between Up the Creek and Meatballs. And in Spain, Up the Creek is called Los Albondigas and Remojo. It was pretending to be a sequel of Meatballs, which has a similar sounding title. It also uses that word, the Albondigas. Interesting. Yeah, pretending to be a sequel to Meatballs, but I mean, Meatballs 2 is also pretending to be a sequel to Meatballs and Meatballs 4 is also pretending to be a sequel to Meatballs. So, I mean, might as well lump up the creek in there as well. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's barely any connectivity in these movies. So, and, and again, like you say that, like Meatballs 1 was so popular, you know, as I mentioned before, it, it just became something that you would put in the name of your title. Like there is oddballs and fireballs, there's screwballs, screwballs 2, loose screws, 
uh, screwball hotel yeah, beach an, balls. I have an entire list uh, of the balls movie. So snowballing. I was like, how many of these are there? Jesus. <laughs> I think on the snowballing poster, it's like, you know, meatballs and porkies now snowballing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who doesn't remember snowballing? I know. I think of all the balls movies, I've only seen oddballs. A classic. And that's only because you basically showed it to me. <laughs> Total classic. <laughs> it's better than most of the Meatball sequels. Yeah. Spoiler alert. The only other thing I have for Meatballs other than just that, you know, it's a delight for me to revisit it. I... I got to see it once in at the TIFF Bell Lightbox. They had Daniel Goldberg and Ivan Reitman were there and they did an intro and that was really cool. Um, so they talked about like filming it and yeah, and I really liked Daniel Goldberg's uh, feds, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that he, he wrote. And he directed it too. Oh, oh okay. It was, it was feds was so good. He was just like, I'm going out on top directorially. <laughs> <laughs> too too bad no one agreed with that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking though, like with all these Canadian links though, is I mean, product Project Shadow Chaser is the isn't the first one Canadian as well? There's some like Canadian link in Project Shadow Chaser. Like at the first one, I'm I'm convinced there is, and Again, we've sort of, without realizing it, picked another basically Canadian franchise. Yeah. Like, I mean, it started out Canadian at least. Like, I don't know about the sequels. Uh, probably not so much because they weren't even intended to be Meatball sequels. Three is, and there's yep. a bunch of like Canadian stuff in three. So, mm -hmm. but that's again the only one that has any connectivity. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. yeah so, Meatballs 1 was filmed at this camp called Camp White Pine and as I was watching it um Emma was like oh shit that's the camp that I went to once it was oh, like an art yeah, camp in Halliburton yeah. um yeah. and she was like yeah like I remember the dock or I remember like oh. the way that like the houses looked or the cabins looked yeah. and all that stuff like you know in the early 90s or whatever had she ever seen meatballs or is I it... think she, she had I think she hadn't Oh, okay. Or she had seen some of it and it was just, you know, it had been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that's so wild, uh, being like confronted with those places of your childhood just in a movie. like Totally. It's cool though. <laughs> I thought the Kmart that they stop at was in my hometown, Peterborough, but they just, there's buses that say Peterborough on it. So I guess I got the bus from Peterborough and it's somewhere, it's like uh, somewhere else in, in Halliburton or, or Lakeview or something like that. Um, but we'll get to another Peterborough connection later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about this one. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Meatballs 1, I like it a lot. It's like, you know, outside of the things that have dated poorly, it's, it's like a warm hug for me. Yeah, I get it. If I'd seen this movie as a child, I'd definitely have like an infatuation with it even now. Um, it's like... For never having seen it, I feel it, for the most part, it holds up. And, and, and I was definitely shocked by how charming it was, for the most part. Yeah, it's shabby, and but, you know. Yeah, but fun. Shabby but fun. In, a, in a fun way, for sure. Yeah, and then so this spawns a series, and immediately <laughs> the series goes off the rails. <laughs> you know, we go from 1979 Meatballs to Meatballs 2 in 1984, directed by Ken Wiederhorn. <laughs> Return to a real hot spot. I know a place where the four of us can go and meet new people, <coughs> breathe fresh air, oh, enjoy water sports, fall in love. I love you. <coughs> Bring the kids. Come back. The insanity continues. Meatballs Part Two, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. The insanity continues is the tagline and synopsis. Camp Sasquatch owner Giddy tries to keep his camp open after it's threatened with foreclosure. After the militant owner of the camp across the lake wants to buy it and expand into camp and calling it Camp Patton. Uh, and meanwhile, a tough inner city punk nicknamed Flash is at Camp Sasquatch for a community service where he sets his sights on Cheryl while Flash's young charges befriend an alien whom they name Meathead and is also staying at the camp this summer. Whoever wrote these, uh, both of these say young charges. That meatball synopsis, Tripper inspires his young charges. 
And then Meatballs 2 synopsis. Flash's young charges befriend an alien. Mm, anyway. Sounds... Dirty. Maybe the same person wrote those. Yeah, probably. Where, where are you <laughs> pulling these from anyway? Uh, IMDb usually. Oh, oh, okay. So this one was filmed in the States. Ken Wiederhorn, he made the movie Shockwaves in 1977. And like you mentioned, never intended to be a sequel. No. They, the studio was basically like, oh, cool, Meatballs too. And Ken Wiederhorn was like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine like your movie's done and at that, when even, like, when was this decision made to turn this into Meatball Seeker? And also, also, there's no connection to Meatballs 1 nope. or like barely anything. Nothing at all in Meatballs 2, except basically. Except it's about like, summer camp. Yeah. And in every Meatballs movie, even though the ones that aren't connected, there's always like at the end competitions between like rivaling camps. So were these movies at least intended to be meatballs ripoffs or cashing in on meatballs? I have to assume. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But I also think that that's something that goes back to Animal House, right? The snobs versus the slobs. Yeah, we got to have this like showdown between you know the the rebels and you know the like I guess the rivals. Yeah, I guess meatballs definitely didn't. Yeah. Come up with that shit. Because I think Meatballs yeah. was kind of, you know, toying into that a little bit too, like by being like, oh, we want to kind of make another comedy because everybody is excited about yeah, Animal Yeah, with House. an SNL alum. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Meatballs 2, you know, hmm. it goes right off the rails. This is very spoofy, wacky comedy. Ken Wiederhorn, I think he did uh, Airplane 2. Isn't he the guy who also directed... Return of the Living Dead 2? I think so. Yes, Return of the Living Dead 2. I have seen that one. Yeah. I was wrong. He did not do Airplane 2. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Sh Shockwaves I was aware, and then Return of the Living Dead 2 I was pretty sure Whoa, as well. you know what he did do? What? King beeping frat. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on Meatballs 2, I, I, I think I'm going to put a pin on in uh, that one <laughs> i mean I, I have it in the list of like potential stream movies we do with the crab buddies but maybe rather later than soon <laughs> based on me too but who knows i don't know yeah. have you ever seen king fred yes i have oh i rented it in high school oh i remember it being sleazy as hell it's real i remember it just being really like you know those those seventies and early eighties movies where they're yeah, like they yeah. just they're dirty like yeah. the locations seem <laughs> I know, grimy I know what you mean yeah it just there's garbage in the corner of the frame it just feels <laughs> slimy I mean uh, that's an aesthetic I can mm -hmm. sort of go for if it's more like I don't know if it's like in eighties movies I always like like sewer scenes and garbage and mm -hmm. but it's like very it feels very like fabricated and almost like cleaned up garbage like it's yeah. very intently set decorated garbage i really like that but in 70s movies it feels more organic like the garbage is just there and they're just <laughs> shooting around it most of the time <laughs> yeah they basically meatballs part two they're taking pieces of meatballs they're taking pieces of rocky because it's like a boxing match oh yeah that's they're true taking, man i, w I like, was so checked out during this yeah, movie I almost they're taking forgot. like bits of all these things and then they're like why not throw in et why not throw in some screwballs why not yeah. throw in some porkies and we'll yeah, just yeah, try yeah. and make it all work but it doesn't no and <laughs> it really you, doesn't. you tell me that there's a movie with an alien like a little puppet alien dude like a little a little like made for the movie alien he's gonna like levitate a joint and smoke weed and be like whoa i'm like this is gonna be five stars there's no way this will suck and it fucking sucks so much <laughs> i mean that's that's always on us though like we always trick ourselves like finding out about what's maybe worth a minute of footage in a movie and we're like oh we gotta see this yeah. i'm like whoa king fred it's about farts this has to be here, but i'm sure it's garbage <laughs> yeah we're idiots i, I mean, know Let's face it. Can you blame <laughs> us, though? <laughs> no. I mean, sometimes when when we get it right, when our intuition doesn't fail us, like when there's like an amazing poster and you watch that movie and it's five stars amazing, that's, that's, yeah. that's the best feeling. Especially feeling. when it's a movie that no one is talking about, everyone hates, and you watch it and it's like, 
holy shit i was right <laughs> yeah i don't you know i don't get it it it, it doesn't make sense from a meatball's perspective no it's no, not funny not. and you know i want it to be funny paul rubens is in here yeah but he's he's, he's wasted in this movie he's, he's like not, i love yeah. peewee and but yeah he, i mean he shows up at the start and like oh peewee herman is in this yes um but no, I mean, if you want to see Pee Wee Herman not play Pee Wee Herman in the comedy from this era, just Pandemonium. Watch, watch Pandemonium. <laughs> I mean, that movie's at least it's Bizarre. not terrible. It's 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 sort of fun, and that's way more than this is. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meatballs Two is a real big letdown. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, apparently, working title for this movie. Did you see? No. Uh, it's listed on IMDb. Uh, working title was Call Me Meathead. Call Me Meathead? Yeah. Because the aliens named Meathead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's and weird. I feel like, okay, that was a working title. That might have been the original title that Ken Wiedehorn was going for, I have to assume even. Yeah. Uh, but the whole joke is that he says, Call Me Ted. That's how he gets his name. Call Me Ted, Meathead. And oh yeah sort of call like, me ted yeah the kid sort of like misinterpret what he's saying because he's an alien he's, and... his name's meathead yeah his name's <laughs> meathead i'm like wouldn't it have better, been a better name if if the title uh a better title for this movie just been call me ted call um, me ted yeah just call <laughs> me yeah i mean whatever you want to do with the logo there and then yeah. mess around with it yeah. sure <laughs> there's another interesting thing here with the kind of uh balls cinematic universe um oddballs 1984 meatballs part 2 1984 same, same year yeah, yeah yeah my meatballs part 2 alien oddballs alien has an alien in it oh my god there's like an e, there's an et joke and with like the alien and he's wandering around oh, like at the movie completely forgot about that <laughs> it so has been a know. while though i've only seen it once but man that's yeah. crazy if you watch one movie from 1984 that takes place at a camp and has an extended E.T. joke, make it oddballs. <laughs> yes, agree. And with that, I yeah. think you've said enough about me, agree. unless you have anything else nope. left to mention. <laughs> but yeah, the less said, the better. This movie yeah. is just not good. Nope. And then we go to 1986, back to Canada, Meatballs 3, Summer Job. School's out! It's summer again, and the party's just getting started. So come on along, join the Meatballs for fun, sun, and plenty of crazy action. And after sexy angel Sally Kellerman hits Heaven's Gate... It's just the way I pictured it. ...she's sent to Earth to earn her wings. And the whole place goes topsy-turvy when she turns the camp nerd into the last word in love. But you'll always be a loser. I wouldn't think that if I were you. So join Sally Kellerman. Get some rest, kid. Tomorrow's a big day. Come with me. In Meatballs 3. Directed by George Mendeluck, who also directed Stone Cold Dead. The The tagline is, Rudy struck out two summers in a row. This will be his year to score. And the synopsis is, the ghost of a dead porn star comes to Earth to help a nerd with his sex life. That nerd is played by Patrick Dempsey. First role. So young. Mm. You know, we're back in Canada, so the Canadian connection. This was distributed theatrically by Cinepix, mm. and it was filmed in Peterborough, Ontario, my hometown, and also Quebec. Oh. Um, oh, nice. But the whole time I was cool. watching it, I was like, where is any of this? I, ha I have no recollection of any of this stuff. Okay. So I don't know if it was just like the outskirts in the woods by like mm. a lake or something. I'm not sure. Were like the, the filming locations not listed on IMDb or something? No, just Peterborough, Ontario. Oh, and I tried okay. to Google, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I also wasn't paying super close attention. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. And this is the only sequel that was supposed to be a sequel to Beatballs because it has Rudy. Yeah, yeah. Rudy's back and he's ready to fuck. <laughs> he's disgusting now. Oh, God. He's so terrible. Like, why make... Okay, I get why, like, movies of this era, I get why they're making characters horny. But, yeah. I mean, Rudy was such a wholesome kid in the first one, and now he's, like, this dirty little sleazebag. Yeah. And, and he's, like... <laughs> at first it made me laugh, but it, like, really wore on me. 
mm-hmm. pretty fast. Like uh, just like getting high and watching ET porn <laughs> yeah. with this with this girl he knows. Yeah, and, and then just that in itself, I'm like, this is crazy again with the ET stuff. Yeah, and, and he's watching an ET porn. I mean, ET porn exists. <laughs> it's it's out there there's yeah. like this infamous german et porn mm-hmm. uh just google that shit and yeah i mean no, no one's watching that like no kid in the <laughs> in, in the summer camp is, is watching oh and then again what do i know but yeah after this as well he's like screaming about getting laid and he's he, he has to get laid no matter what i'm like dude you were just alone with a girl and she's watching an ET porn with you and getting high. I'm like, it's, it's yeah, just go for it. I don't yeah, know. they do that like, thing where it's like his best friend is really want? into him, but mm. like he just wants to bang the like you know the Who? women at the Who? the yeah women <laughs> water ski joint or whatever. I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, and so Meatballs Two has you know the crazy plot of an alien, and this has the plot of. All of a sudden we cut to this woman who was a porn star and she dies when she's making a movie. And so now she goes up to heaven and they're like, you weren't good enough in real life. So you need to go help somebody. And so she goes back to earth and is like, I'm going to help Patrick Dempsey get laid. And she does this just by like, there are some funny moments with Mm -hmm. her being invisible. Yeah. Uh, there is a mo- there's a scene in the bathroom That's where good. he's ta- he's talking to her and then the guys in the bathroom think that he's talking to them mm. and there's some funny like moments there and that then, was definitely okay yeah. and then it goes too far and it turns into like gay panic like yeah 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 and, and, and uh, not just gay panic I mean it's fucking, like transphobia yeah and and as well just the advice she's giving him. It's like very, very obviously written by some gross dude. It's all uh, when the girl says no, she means yes. Yeah. And, and yikes. then, yeah, yikes, big yikes. And when that doesn't work out, she's like, well, sometimes maybe it just means no. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Terrible <laughs> uh, advice. Apparently, this movie, it doesn't have like a sole writing credit, but one of the writers was a guy called uh, Michael Pasernik. Hmm. And I don't know if you know who that is, but he also wrote uh, Snake Eater 1 and 2. Oh. But his only directing credit is the Robot Hands House Music Exploitation Vibrations. Ooh. You ever seen that? I have always wanted to. Uh, that movie's kind of long and not always interesting, but it's there's nothing like this movie. So for people who don't know, it stars James Marshall of Twin Peaks. Um, and he basically gets into an accident and loses his hands. I've, I, I always sort of get these mo- this movie mixed up with Tammy and the T-Rex because it's a sort of like an inciting incident that's similar. Like a guy in this one, he loses his hands and Paul Walker just dies in Tammy and the T-Rex basically. Um, but yeah, he ends up as a drifter and then he shacks up somewhere in the big city with Christina Applegate, who knows, uh, who's like working in the house music industry. He uh, knows some DJs and stuff. And, but she also has a friend who's like manufacturing or like trying to invent robot hands (laughs) and basically does it. And he gives these hands to the guy and then... James Marshall becomes this robot sort of DJ playing house music with his robot hands. And there's like the worst techno house music. Uh, man, this that movie is just bananas. And it's the only directed movie by Michael Pasernik. And Michael Pasernik, if you don't know, is the president of Lionsgate. Ooh, that's yeah, wild. That is wild. That's absolutely wild. Like, yeah. just, this one crazy ass movie, it's just unreal that it even exists. And mm-hmm. yeah, now he's just like producing Hunger Games and stuff. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, you know, Snake Eater is. I, I don't know how Canadian it is, but I know that there's Canadian. It is um, Canadian, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. But yeah, he co-wrote this movie, so maybe he's to blame for all the no means yes bullshit. I don't know. I'm 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 not blaming him solely, but yeah, he he was definitely a part of all it. of that. Was way more interesting than Meatballs Three. <laughs> like I don't want to be like dismissive, but you know, Meatballs Two and Meatballs Three are really 
bad a low point you know it's like you know they're not i mean honestly you go on imdb and there's lots of people that say like this movie's funny what mm. do you expect and that's fine you know like it, you can enjoy these movies it's just like there's something about them where i was just like i'm not at least meatballs 3 had a couple laughs i felt like meatballs yeah. 2 was pretty dire yeah yeah exactly meatballs 3 is, uh, 2 is absolutely the worst like meatballs 3 I don't know, like for the first half hour, I was sort of hopeful. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, still, like, okay. I'm still paying attention and there's some stupid goofs. And uh, I like Sally Kellerman and uh, yeah. her character isn't, like I said, she's her character is written by a dude and you can tell. <laughs> yeah. and, and that just sort of cancels out the greatness of Sally Kellerman. Um, and Shannon Tweed as well is in this movie, but she's like basically rapunzel up in the room by later turns out her brother oh god yeah very very bad vibes uh and so, that guy yeah. like mean gene or whatever mean gene, yeah, yeah. Just call he me was mean. played by somebody that i recognized as in i feel like real life let me see no like in from other <laughs> movies uh mm, let me see george yeah, Buza. he was oh. in oh, yeah. he was in maniac mansion um which was a canadian television show he's been in a, like canadian things oh okay, okay i know that for sure yeah uh yeah. maury chaykin is in this movie as well as oh yeah like this water world mad max mm -hmm. leader of a band of road warriors yeah uh, water warriors i guess <laughs> Oh yeah, very. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not a Maury Chicken role, but then again, what is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? He, what uh, George Buza was in hmm. Destiny to Order, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, cool. He was one one of the guys in that movie. Yeah, he, I've seen him around in, in. Oh, you know what? He was also in Descending Angel, which I just watched. Oh, yeah. Damn. Okay, yeah. He's like I've seen. He, he pops up guy. here and there. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those that guys. Cool. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Otherwise, Otherwise <laughs> <laughs> no means no with Meatballs yeah. 3. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then, let's see, like four, five years later? 90, 92, 92. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, we get Meatballs 4, a.k.a. Meatballs 4 to the rescue. Welcome to Lakeside, where some of the hottest skiers have just landed a new hero. I want you to meet our new recreation director, Ricky Wayne. He's got charm. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Victor. Oh, oh. He's a natural-born leader. Come on, guys, let's do it. Come on, anything's possible if you want it bad enough. Look at Michael Jackson. And he's got two weeks to turn these ski rats into superstars. It's a playground of fun and fantasy. Where the scenery is breathtaking. The passion is pulsating. Why did you leave me, Ricky? Because I was afraid, Cal. And the romance is hot. I think I'm gonna change that 10 to a 12. But the competition wants to crash this party. Are you going to put up or shut up? And they'll stop at nothing to get what they want. If you don't mind. All right, these girls are gonna look like smurfs. Now, Kelly, it's a race for survival. Give me my skis. Meatballs 4, to the rescue. Directed mm. by Bob Logan. Synopsis, Ricky is the hottest water ski instructor around and has just been rehired by his former employer to whip up attendance at the camp. Unfortunately, the camp is in serious financial trouble. The owner of a rival, more popular camp wants to buy them out. Therefore, they will have to engage in a mean winner-takes-all competition that will settle the score once and for all. And I forgot, the tagline is, Saving Lakeside Summer Camp is going to take brains, talent, and away with women. Well... One out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Which is it then? <laughs> None of them? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like, he's not talented and he's not smart, but he's got away with women. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, yeah, yeah I guess Corey Feldman sort of does in this movie, but mm -hmm. yeah, sure. We're back to the States, California. That's mm, where it you was can made. Tell. Yeah, um, I feel. And it was going to be called Happy Campers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the producers were like, guess what? Meatballs. Meatballs four. <laughs> <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. Easily the best of the sequels. Easily, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
uh, this movie was watchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole lot more yeah. than you can say about two and three. I will say the first half hour of this movie, I mm. was really, really on board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I was kind of fitfully interested for the rest of the movie, but just by virtue of the fact that there was like some things that made me laugh and I liked the way it ended. I was like, yeah. Hey, pretty good. Pretty I'll take good. what I can get. Yeah. Yeah. For but, sure. um, yeah, the, there's the first thing that happens in this movie is a, a bus is being driven into the camp and it's like all aggressive, like nineties kind of rock and stuff. And it like, pulls mm-hmm. up really like you know cartoonishly like yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the kind of like style of the jokes right off the top mm-hmm. i was really into there's um <laughs> i knew what you would, you would yeah like that stuff. <laughs> there's the uh the owner played by jack nance uh, jack nance yeah he's like doing all these really bad jokes mm-hmm. he keeps cutting to the to the characters and there's like crickets yeah and then like he steps on the cricket to make it stop doing crickets and i was like <laughs> hey movie i like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get because i like that yeah same, really same. ridiculous it's, shit it's it's really leaning into just bad jokes uh Absolutely. And I love Jack Nance. When it's Jack Nance doing those jokes, it's just the best. Yeah, that mm. was really funny. I laughed a lot at that. Mm. And then there was some continually funny stuff. And then um, Corey Feldman shows up, who is playing Ricky, and he shows up by um, parachuting into the water with a boombox. And and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then when he shows up and he's doing like his little like quickie, like kind of quippy jokes i thought like oh this is great <laughs> yeah he, he basically takes over for jack nance he, he he comments about like oh jack uh, i forget this character's name but like uh talking about the kids like i'm the cool cat here now i bet he's been making like all these bad jokes and then he basically takes over doing similarly awful jokes but it's entertaining mm-hmm. so yeah 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 and- i mean this this movie so it's pretty self-aware-ish to the mm-hmm. point that it's not obnoxious. It's it's having fun. Yeah. Not really at the expense of anyone, really. So I I did like I was really worried because they have the like um like the the, the token fat guy character yeah, yeah, and the, they like kind of mm. rip into him at the beginning. But I yeah. liked that they didn't continue that for the whole movie no and no they, no exactly and they give yeah. him like a happy ending and that that was yeah, kind of fun yeah yes like a little bit of an arc and he's definitely not like the butt of the joke it's just like just to show mm-hmm. that the bullies are assholes yeah really um yeah mm. i i will say i felt like the movie takes its foot off the gas in the like leaning into those wacky things like they don't really do a they lot don't keep else. it up no like there's no other jokes where they kind of like the the killing the cock killing the not the cockroach the mm. cricket scene i was mm. kind of like oh there's going to be a lot of these really kind of like wacky spoofy oh, no, no no but then there isn't i felt like it you know lets the foot off the gas on that but it has some, you know, the competition they're doing is like jet skis and yeah, ski jumps yeah, and like, yeah. those are pretty fun. Those are good scenes. Yeah, it's fun to watch, especially like, it's it's very summery, like mm-hmm. perfect for now. Um, I don't know, just also the fact that it, it's, it's not really jokey and I don't know how intended this was, but are there summer camps where there's obviously, these aren't kids anymore. These are yeah. like 20 plus people at least. Mm-hmm. Just going to summer camp and <laughs> engaging into like uh, competitive water skiing. What, what, I think is this, is this like wet hot American summer. Like how on how many levels of, of irony are there are, hmm. are they operating here? I, I couldn't really tell, but it it, I, it, it definitely amused me. I do think that there is like like uh, upper class kind of you know I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna learn to wakeboard. Okay. You know, and they're going to have like the wakeboard facilities on the water and stuff mm-hmm. like and yeah. or the ski. Like I think that those exist, but in this movie it feels a little bit more like oh it, it doesn't necessarily feel like it's one of those kind of like richy rich kind of places that you would expect that <laughs> no, and no, I no. feel like yeah, that maybe on this level it doesn't super exist like that, but Yeah, okay. I think the idea is that it's like a water ski instructor camp. Because he's like the instructor, right? Yeah, that's true. And like the focus is definitely the water skiing. Yeah. Like the entire time, it's not really a camp that is about anything else. Doing anything but else. But the water yeah. skiing, Every, everything is in working towards the competition. And like yeah. from the moment that 
Corey Feldman's character Ricky arrives, it's like, okay, uh, tomorrow it's tryouts. Uh, yeah. First, I gotta do my Michael Jackson dance. And oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's people who are like, who who asked for this? But I'm watching him like. I don't know. I can go for this. It's just Corey Feldman being a fanboy. <laughs> I swear that they were using like an actual instrumental of Michael Jackson, but when I look on the soundtrack, it's not listed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah it, it, it definitely was, I feel, or at least like, yeah. I don't know, some sort of like public domain version of like black and white for sure. Rip off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Corey Feldman in general in this movie, just it's, it's, it's just Poochie the dog from Simpsons. Mm -hmm. He's like cool to the extreme and yeah. all the ladies love him and he's just mm -hmm. doing his michael jackson dance and parachuting in with his boom box and yeah it's, it's i like that like yeah i, I yeah absolutely totally i, I, I love that shit <laughs> i you know that was fun and i liked that they did a really ridiculous like triple lindy yeah, you know yeah, back yeah. to school thing where he's kind of trying to do a triple backflip triple hinge they call yeah. it in this one yeah 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 Made Which is just there. so funny. It's somebody doing one jump that they cut back to three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it it, it never seems to work like logistically. <laughs> like they're all almost you know coming down a mid second jump, and then yeah. it's like, oh yes, three. I'm like, sure, whatever. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. They yeah. like cut back, and he's like back up in the middle of the air. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of amusing. Yeah, I like that stuff, especially like I mean, that has to be like a very knowingly back to school homage. I want to call mm -hmm. it. Um, also, with like Jack Nance taking over doing the water ski thing, like attempt, attempting like the triple hinge as well. It's very like Rodney Dangerfield, what yeah. he does in Back to School at the end, uh, mm -hmm. doing the triple Lindy. Yeah. Yeah. It mm. was, you know, definitely watchable. And by that, you know, stretch, it's the best of the Meatball sequels. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I did. I was really sad to read about Jack Nance. Yeah. And, yeah. and how, you know, while his he was wife, making this yeah. movie, his wife committed suicide. That's yeah. like a crushingly sad story yeah the way it happened as well did you read about the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well you, like yeah something happened where she was calling him that she, she was, was gonna do him, it yeah. yeah and and the power went out so they had to like call the cops and but it was like yeah, too it took late too long yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah crazy him, Man, his just, life story in general like, yeah i was the way gonna that say he passed away yeah the way he passed so away sad. as well uh it's it's so tragic and and, and he's such a fantastic character actor as well uh I mean, in Twin Peaks, he's 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 one of the best characters in Twin Peaks. Uh, absolutely, that that's also a thing I enjoy in this movie. Like they're also playing into that a little bit because the camp, I, I think it's the other camp, like the rival camp that's uh, run by Sarah Douglas's mm -hmm. character. Uh, it's called Twin Oaks. Yeah, that is not a coincidence. That's not a that, coincidence. That's very like okay, we've got Jack Nance. <laughs> let's do a little Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, cheeky little thing. Totally. Um, and I mean, I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan, so that that just tickles me and and in ways that i haven't been tickled by meatballs two or three mm -hmm. so uh yeah this movie i don't know it's worth a watch totally hmm. definitely if you're gonna watch any meatball sequel it should be this one yeah i mean it might be shocking to hear but like meatballs four from 1992 i know is the only other meatballs movie worth a damn other than the first one that's worth a damn somehow yeah it's hmm. crazy yeah that's um true. the director of this movie you know, he's worked on some other stuff. Bob Logan, um, he yeah. wrote Repossessed, yeah. um, which I don't have good memories of. <laughs> no, no. I tried rewatching it recently uh, yeah. because I, I really like The Exorcist. I really like Linda Blair. And I'm like a dumb comedy about the shit. I, I, I remember having rented it as a kid, but as I was trying to rewatch it, I'm like, oh, I remember why I hated this. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's really not good. It's, yeah. It's awful, uh, awful he comedy. did work on the how to get revenge video oh, with linda yeah, blair yeah, yeah. yeah i haven't seen which that is, i've seen clips from it it's okay. like it's i thought it was gonna be like oh it'll be like how to play a prank on someone mm. or, you know but it's like here's how to ruin them and like <laughs> ruin their finances or like make it seem like they murdered somebody mm. <laughs> isn't that like i don't know like a 40-ish minute special or something yeah maybe? yeah 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 I was thinking of like maybe programming that into a pre-show for Crowbuddies. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, it's like a good <laughs> time stop thing. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. He he worked with Linda Blair a lot, it seems. Yeah. Um, well, Bob Logan. Yeah. I mean, two times. Yeah. Oh, the Up f- your alley and um, How to Get Revenge and Repossessed. Oh, three times. That's three. Oh, okay, damn. And he's done like four movies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. He so, yeah. He, he done worked a ton. with her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think like the last thing that I can say about Meatballs 4 is it, it has a basically a Ferris Bueller ending. Oh my god, it's so good. Where he's like talking to the audience directly, go home, the movie's over, and then there's this uh with this love interest, they smooch yeah. a little bit and she gets angry or something. So she's like, Oh, you big stars are all the same. Yeah. Something, something along those lines. And then he turns to the camera again, he's like, I was in Goonies. <laughs> yeah. Roll credits. Yeah, it's so when that happened, I was laughing really hard. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. But Emma, Emma was watching with me, with me, and she was just like, she was like, "Does that mean that he, Corey Feldman is playing Corey Feldman in this movie?" And I was like, "No, he just like at the end breaking the wall." And then she was like, "Why?" Like, but she broke the character too, and I was just like, "It's, it's, it's nonsense." <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. It's just, it's just it's, ridiculous. It's, it's complicated, but it's not. Yeah. It's just nonsense. But it's nonsense. It's up my alley nonsense. Yeah. Cause... Yeah. Yeah, that that really sealed the deal on on the movie for me. I like mm. that ending a lot. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I was the, in the Goonies. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the first time seeing that. Definitely, kind of mind blown. Like, yeah. oh my god, this fucking movie. <laughs> but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So this was my pick for franchise yeah. frenzy. Uh, how do you feel about my pick? So uh, when we did. Uh, I forgot, but when we did Project Shadow yeah. Chaser, we had a, a a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So are oh, you yeah. going to give each of these movies? I mean, I guess we kind of already talked about it. So we know that Meatballs 1 and it's, 4 are good and 2 and 3 are bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. book, bookends in this one that I worked Yeah, on. I was going to say, are you um, going to give it a cooked meatball or a raw meatball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 2 and 3 are definitely raw. Yeah. Uh, so don't eat those. No. Un- unless you one and four want to die. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, one and four, a nice little um, vegan meatball for me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> me too. Sweet. So that's it. Franchise Frenzy for another episode. Um, we'll be back with more Hoser Horror soon. We'll be yeah. back with more episodes of the podcast. Uh, go to backdashrow.com for other episodes and written content. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at YCKMD underscore. And you are on both platforms as Carlo Goes Boom. Bingo. Yeah. And otherwise, I'll come up with a sign off someday. But that day is not today. So goodbye. See you later, alligator. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) 